This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. You know, the society ch- made change the rules, but I was born straight. Interesting. So straight that, into that, a man's lap. <laughs> <laughs> when you make up in your mind that it's either me or them, and then you choose you, it's like fuck it. You should I, always I choose you, by the way, this. listeners. You should always choose you. During the nineties and eighties, we were raised to believe that if you had sex, there was like a fifty-fifty chance you were going to die. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of a show where the hosts remember when David Hasselhoff was a badass jumping a talking car over shit in the 80s on Knight Rider, and not the drunken idiot who ended up eating a cheeseburger off the kitchen floor. Or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Unspoken Podcast, Operation Retroshock Podcast, and the On the Turnbuckle Podcast. Now, on this week's show, you're going to notice we didn't have an intro story, and that's because we spend the entire time talking to Miss T.S. Madison. Now, if you guys don't know who she is, she's an American entrepreneur, she's an LGBT activist, she also happens to be openly transgender, and she has a ton of stories to share. First time I ever heard her was on a podcast called Risk, and she was just, she's very raw in her storytelling, and she has no shame whatsoever about her transition and about being transgender and some of the experiences that she has had. So before we get into it, I just want to let you you guys know this episode gets raw we get down to talking about sex we talk about some stuff that may make you uncomfortable so please if you got kids in the car this is the time to put on like this american life or some shit so with that being said here's t.s madison and this week's now that i'm older check it out we'll be right back So guys, today we have a very special guest on. It's somebody that I've heard before on a couple of different podcasts. Risk was the very first time that I ever heard T.S. Madison tell any of the stories from her past. And if you don't know who T.S. Madison is, she's an American entertainer, an entrepreneur, an LGBT activist, openly transgender, appeared in a variety of amateur erotic videos before forming Raw Dog Entertainment, which produces and distributes adult transgender materials. Miss Madison has also written her own book, A Light Through the Shade, an autobiography of a queen, and currently hosts Queen Supreme Court on YouTube. Miss Madison, how are you doing today? Oh, my God. Hi, guys. I'm very excited to be here. You know, um, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm sitting here on this good Saturday. I'm glad we're doing this on a Saturday because if I had to tell this story on a Sunday, I'd have to go and take a shower and rebaptize myself. <laughs> There's a there's only so much Jesus you can get to cleanse your soul, even when you tell a story 
Uh, and like I said, I've heard a few of your stories before. I, Kenny has never heard any of your stories, and Kenny is not a huge church goer, but I have a feeling he may need some Jesus after this. Me and oh, Jesus yeah, he, are fine. He just me, might. me and he Jesus just are might. fine. Me and churches are not fine. Yeah, you like and holy the, water, the, you and churches, that whole sort of thing. No, I just like to slap old people who think they know too much in the mouth. Oh, yeah. I, listen, I'm going to the church you're going to because I love to slap a bitch in the mouth. I don't <laughs> oh, give a damn if they right don't. Right, right in I, the lips. Did I just break character? I'm sorry. I'm no, trying no, to no. say my. No, 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 you're if fine. I, you're fine. We're we're good with. If you choose yeah. to be Miss Madison, the person who slaps old people, then we're fine with that as well. Right in the lips. Oh man, shit! Well, Especially I slap an old bitch, people. a young bitch, a new bitch, and I. You know, I want some KFC. Is KFC open? Oh, KFC Ooh. is open on Saturday. Definitely. They got oh, this okay. new flavor down here called Georgia Spicy. It's like mustard spicy. It's good. Oh, don't say Georgia Spicy. I'm on the way. It's Georgia so, Gold, and they also have uh, like Louisiana Fire. It's like the spicy. It's almost like Popeye's chicken. So the KFC batter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to now that I'm older, we've devolved into KFC chicken hey, talk. You know what? You just, let it, <laughs> just let it flow, man. Why you always be trying to control me? I'm not trying to control anybody. I'm just saying this is what we've devolved I'm into. I'm a master of my own destiny, sir. You are a master I'm sorry, of y'all. That, that was me arming the house. You know, I live in the South, honey, and I, I'm out here in these woods, and I don't know if a, if a huntsman will come here and hunt me down and try to take me back to the evil queen. <laughs> she said the huntsman did. She really did. They're going to try to come get you and... And, and straighten you out. That's how the South. Oh works. no! Listen, I, I was born straight. I just, uh, you know, I, you know, the society ch- made change the rules, but I was born straight. Interesting. So straight that, into that, a man's lap. <laughs> <laughs> so that one of my first questions that I have for you is: um, Me and Kenny are both straight dudes, and we we I've known people who are transgender before. I've known gay people before. I, you know, I've known mm-hmm. plenty of people, but. It's only gotten to a level of acceptance now to where I can actually have this conversation with someone who's transgender openly and ask questions like, so what, what was the first time that you realized that you were, that something was different, that you just, that something was not right about the way society was looking at the way you were put on the earth? Well, I mean, or did you just not give a fuck what they thought? You know, that's kind of like the universal question. Like all the, all, all, all straight, quote unquote, straight people they ask that same question and it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you ask a straight person, like, when did you know you were straight? You knew like, these are things that you just know. You I was know? 11 and I found oh, out when what, you knew. Yeah. I, I was 11 and I found out with baby oil and that's when ah! it all started. I was like, okay, titties <laughs> make this happen. And the baby oil relieves the problem. Cause at first it was oh, a problem. Okay. So that was your first boner at 11. Yeah. 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 And I remember distinctly hiding in the closet and deal with it. I was well, 10. I was 10. Well, mine was, at, mine was at three. Jesus. Whoa. At three, well, I, I can yeah, barely I eat solids. My aunt <laughs> used to have a porno, uh, not por- those adult magazines, those adult men magazines in the house. Right. And uh, child, I was rummaging through something. I remember this. I remember this as plain as day. Like, this is one. And somebody would say, how could you remember that at three years old? Honey, I remember seeing a men in the uniform. I don't know if they were police policemen or sailors or whatever and I saw hard penises in my and the little pussy <laughs> that I had it was hard too at the same damn time That's and an I indicator. remember my mother coming home from work and I was in the hallway and half of my body was laying in the bathroom and the other half was you know on in the hall flipping through the book like it was a, like I was reading an editorial out of Vogue and I was looking at the men and I had a hard a hard cock and my mom came in and picked me up. She's like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. I remember this as vivid, as I'm to, plain as like I'm looking at you guys. 
And she put, snatched the magazine from me at Chippendale, and I snatched it back from her. We had a <laughs> snatching match. And I started crying because, you know, I, I give me back my men. Give me my men back, Give honey. me my dick back, goddammit. Goddammit. And, um, you know, I just knew. Now, I don't know if she knew at the time, like, that there was something different. You know, maybe... You know, she she fussed my aunt out about having uh, adult paraphernalia around the house, but around a three year old. <laughs> I mean, that, that's well, how I mean, it, but she had it up. But you know, I was a nosy three year old. I was rummaging, rummaging. There were it was well, an array of books and magazines. So what, like on the coffee table? Yeah, it was. No, it no, it wasn't. wasn't no, I was rummaging, rummaging through things, it. and it wasn't like it was. You know, just there. But as I put, it was a it was a, an array of magazines on the floor. But that one was the one that happened to catch my eye and my. So and my desire, pretty much like kind of. So if I understand correctly, it feels exactly like how it was being a straight guy. As soon as I saw titties and pussy the first time, Victoria's Secrets catalogs or I, something like that. Would come oh yeah, through. like it's, well, as soon as I saw a real porno, I was like, this is what I want. Like when I saw a woman, I was like, this is what I am attracted See, I'm to. I'm sure when I was when younger I saw, than eleven that I probably well, liked the look at the magazines, but 11's the first time that there was a physiological response. I get it. Ah. Same thing for me. Uh, my uh, my grandmother, I've told you this story before, Kenny, but I haven't told you, uh, Miss Madison, but my grandmother got the uh, penthouse from when Jimmy Swaggart was with a hooker, and that hooker posed for penthouse. And ah. my grandmother tells me at like 10 years old that she's going to buy a penthouse, <laughs> And in my mind, I'm like, well, I must look at this penthouse, whether she wants me to or not. I must see How these naked women. Wait a second. <laughs> How did this conversation come up with little well, Shane well, and Grandma? Okay, so at 10 years old, like... Honey, I'm going to go buy a porno. I mean, I just... Why did you need to know? Why were you in the know on this? I don't know why she decided she was going to share that with me, but... She says, um, I mean, I'm going Why out. were you on the pornography committee in your household? <laughs> well, I was staying that weekend with my uh, mama and my papa. And it was it was one of those things where she said, I'm going to the gas station to buy a magazine. And all I said at 10 years old was, what kind of magazine? And she said, well, I'm going to go get that Jimmy Swaggart magazine where the uh, the girl who uh, was with him is, is going to do her interview. Now, at 10 years old, I knew that she, I had seen all the news stories. I knew she had posed for Penthouse. So I started putting two and two together and getting four. And Mama gets home, goes and reads her magazine, and then she says, "Oh, it wasn't nothing but a bunch of dirty pictures." See, so I, so there's I, where the tactical error of your grandma was. She thought you were still innocent, and you were already right, a perverted right. boy. But oh, you'd no. already turned into a perverted little man. No, that was the week. That was the weekend. <laughs> I, I I was like, "Wow." Um, I looked at boobs, and it got really hard. And when I did stuff to it, stuff came out. Right. Wait a minute. Well, see, I didn't have that experience, that particular experience, until I was 15. And then I didn't have an uh, an actual sexual, sexual, hardcore sexual encounter until I was 20. What? 20? Yeah. I was 17. See, I was 17 when I lost my virginity, too. But 20? Yeah, and, because and... I was always taught that gay people have AIDS. Oh, see. So you were afraid to engage. Well, I... Yeah. So, it was like that. Like they, they teach you that, you know, this is stuff that, that I remember. Like, I remember kind of feeling that way, even in the straight world, because like during the nineties and eighties, we were raised to believe that if you had sex, there was like a 50, 50 chance you were going to die. Exactly. <laughs> and, and all three of us, I are, wish I could get laid, but I might just get AIDS or hepatitis and die. These, right. That's within what three they, weeks. They tell you that. Like they, they do that. government. <laughs> 
Well, the, th- the funny thing is, all trying three to hold of us, down our, our orgasms. Our, all three of us are from the South, and you get that there's such a church mentality down here. Whether or not you're. That's why I want to burn churches down. I said I wanted to. I didn't say I was going to act on it. But, <laughs> but every time conservatives start their shit, I'm like, keep it up and see if your church don't get burnt in the middle of the night. I know y'all got to hit it out with motherfucker. I know your motherfuckers go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Madison, I've met your mom, and um, I, I, yeah. I, I thought you know she was she was awesome when we were at the risk show and stuff like that. So I'm guessing that. Over time, things were a lot more accepting in your house and stuff like that. Was there a lot of work to get to that point with your mom, or was it kind of well, like, this is who I yeah, am? Yeah, I mean, because, listen, when you make up in your mind that it's either me or them, and then you choose you, it's like, fuck it. You should always I, I choose I you, by the way, this. listeners. You should always choose you. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess I got to go through this world by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to start I got to start a new life, a new me. I have to get I have to have a new family because if they don't I'm this is who I'm going to be. And if they don't get with it, shit, I'm getting out and I'll never speak. My plan when I was young, I had so many different plans, but you know, I started to transition around about 17, 18 years old, like in that area when I really, you know, because my story is a little bit different from everybody else because everybody has that same cliche story of I felt like a woman trapped inside of a man's body. And right. oh my God, that's not my story. And I'm not, you know, uh, you know, underwhelming uh, someone else's story like that. I'm just saying that's not mine. My story was I was a horny boy that wanted to experience sexual gratification and sexual love from men as a woman. So it wasn't necessarily like you I didn't want a man to lust lust for me or like me or want to love me as a man. I didn't want to be a I didn't because oh this is going to be so confusing but not to me but maybe to you guys because everybody had their own perception of gay and their own definition of gay and you know what gay is and those were not those are not the type of men that it just seems like your attraction as a gay man was more traditional you wanted a more traditional man and you felt like to experience a traditional man's love you would need to be in the role of a woman is that correct yes there you go it's not confusing no, it's yeah, it, that, and, that, and I didn't want, I did not want to have that. That's not what I didn't want to be with the gay men because you know they were always talking gay men, gay men this and gay men that, and I'm like, girl, I'm not, I'm not a freaking gay man. I'm a, I'm a cunt, honey, <laughs> you know. So the, the you know, it it was just that, like that. I don't, I don't really know how to really, but you broke it down so eloquently right now that I have to, I'm gonna have to have you, you know, write that somewhere and email it to me so I can read that off. <laughs> It like made sense to me. You wanted a more masculine man, and when your limited knowledge of of masculinity as a youth, and you wanted somebody who you thought would respond to a woman. I mean, that makes right. sense. To me. it doesn't, it right, right. I did that weird. not want a gay man. I think I just, we I, all I, form our personalities to attract what we want, especially at that age. That's part of what coming of age is: is developing who we are to attract what we want. Why? And that's what it was for me. It was about attraction. It was about, it was physical. It was physical in the beginning more. And then it became, and then it became evolution. Like I evolved because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chick. 
you know, but in the beginning, I knew that it was different. I knew I was different and I knew, well, I'm, I, I knew that I was not what people would consider traditional. You know, I wanted, I, I, I was a, I was fem, feminine, fem, feminine and but I was the queer. Okay. <laughs> well, the, one of the main reasons, one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is because every time I've heard you um, on any podcast, I've heard when I interacted with you at the Risk show that we did together. Uh, me and Miss Madison did an actual show in Atlanta where we both told stories for the podcast Risk. And one of the things that I found really crazy was to see how comfortable you are in just being who you are. It, it, yeah. Like, like you're, you've you've evolved at this point to where I've it's not to that point, but Shane. I've gotten to that point. Like I came to that point because it's like when you get through doing your day-to-day activity, your, your day-to-day, what you are and who you are, nobody's around you when you get home. Nobody's around you when those fucking bills come in the mailbox or when it's time to feed your face. Damn right. so, it re- so it really doesn't matter. Like other, like people's opinion and the way that they are, it really does not matter. Yeah, because fuck it's what not you think is basically matter in the end. what you got to do. You just got to say, fuck what other people think. Yeah, fuck them. But I'm so glad you asked me this because it brings me to be able to tell you guys that falls right into the story that I'm going to tell you guys. Okay. okay. Now I was turned out by a Puerto Rican. I was it was about twenty. For those I, I for those that lived a sheltered life, turned out <laughs> means that's the guy who turned her on to making money with her body. Uh no, I was turned out way before that. I mean, oh. not, listen, I'm learning you, I, something now. <laughs> yeah, you. Did. I was turned out way before that, honey, to making money. But I started having inter, inter intercourse at twenty, and and all the intercourse that I had been having. When when I started doing it at twenty, it was I was always the the giver. Like I was giving, I was giving blowjobs more 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 blowjobs than I was getting anal penetrated. Okay. Because I still was afraid of the AIDS. You know. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, honey, you know. Reagan had us all scared. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm 40, I'll be 41 years old. So, you know, I did grow up in that, in that era. Yeah, so, we all did. Yeah, that shit was serious. You really thought you were going to die if you, even straight sex, they demonized. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember when I first started having sex, the same exact thoughts passed through my mind. I don't know if I want to have sex with her because I could die. And I don't right. Die. You I know, don't. it just, but with us, it was more, it was even more. Yeah, even more so. It was more crazy because it's like you're gonna go get fucked in the ass. As soon as you get fucked in the ass, you're gonna wake up with AIDS. And and listen, you couldn't even really say that you were gay back then because if you said it like, "Hey, I'm gay," oh God, you have AIDS. Right. It's just, it's just, it's just what was. It's just what it was associated, which was another reason why I was like, I don't want any gay man. You know what I'm saying? I don't want a gay man. It's all gay. You know, it, this is just the upbringing. Right. So I, I start. I had been having sex. And prior to this particular situation, I had not been using my penis. Men would have, you know, they would, they would, they would fondle my breast, and you know, they would treat me as like I wanted to be like a broad, like I wanted to be treated like a chicken, and that's what it was. And if and if a man even looked at it, you know, it was like 
you gay. You know, and it was a turnoff for me. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, God, you're gay. Why are you interested in my penis? Damn it. <laughs> right. Like, why are you looking at that bitch? You know, you're gay. Especially looking at his titties. I don't want no gay man. I didn't do all this. Especially if you pay for the titties. You want them to focus on what you paid for. Focus on the tits, honey. The tits. You know. Ah, fucking idiots. That's fucking cunts. So... <laughs> So what happened was uh, one night in particular, I came home from I was coming home from the straight club and uh, this guy was walking. And I lived in a very bad neighborhood. Like when I moved out the house, I moved into a bad neighborhood, like because that's where all the straight boys was at in the bad neighborhood. <laughs> I lived in a bad neighborhood, too. So the- we, we all were. <laughs> <laughs> all the bad boys were doing bad things in bad neighborhoods. So, like you know, I moved in there and. I, 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 this Puerto Rican guy was walking late. It was probably like three o'clock in the morning, three three thirty, you know. And this Puerto Rican guy was walking through the neighborhood, and I was like, "Girl, where you go?" Like, you know, in my mind, this is, I didn't call him a girl, but in my mind, I'm like, "Girl, where is this stupid? Where is this boy going walking through this neighborhood like this with jewelry on?" And you know, and damn, he looked cute from a distance. Let me pull up on him and be like, "What's up, boy? Boy, what?" <laughs> you know, very. Right. You, know, I to, you know, very chat line voice. Like, what's up, boy? You know, <laughs> I know exactly what you meant when you said that. You know, so during this during this time, during in my twenties, I still I, I just had started like transitioning around 17, 18 years old. So I was not a master at at what I was going on. So bitch, I had razor bump, sunny, and <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was still, you know, in the inter I wasn't even in the in the intermediate stage. I was in the what's Way in the beginning stages, honey. So I was still a, I, I called myself a clock monkey. I was a clock monkey, honey. I used to be. I used to come out late at night, honey. You used to have that. The makeup was so fucking orange; it looked like Georgia dirt on my face. Whatever, you know. But I mean, no shade. The boys were still fucking me during that time, honey, because I had those little <laughs> hormone titties, the little those little nipples, and you know, I was baby. I was, I was like a little young girl. You know, both men love young girls for some reason i guess it's because of like a new car with, with the fresh seats <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much it's, it yeah you're, you're, you're in the right neighborhood the seats haven't started sagging in weird spots yet from other people's ass <laughs> you don't want that you want that new I car to be the first ass. i don't want to be a second or third ass i want to be the first ass. car that have that musty ass smell yet exactly so I really believe that that's why I used to have a lot of pull with me because I was still in the beginning stages. And it was like, oh, I can just go ahead and break this in. But, you know, I, I and so I, I, I rolled up on him. I had this wig on, honey, and it was like a bob wig. And, and I used to get it to the side where all the razor bumps were. I used to rake that long piece up under the neck so nobody could see it. And then I'd pull that piece out of my eye and, and I pulled over the car and I was like, Oh, hey boy, hey, uh, what you doing out here? You know this boy, you in a bad neighborhood. Really high pitched voice, child. Boy, you in a bad neighborhood. Where you going? You know. <laughs> so he looked in the car. He was like, he paused for a moment, and I was like, okay, here we go. Damn, you pretty God. Where you going, baby? I was like, boy, I'm just coming home from the club. Where you going? He's like, give me a ride. Take me to Kendall. I said, okay, come on, get in. You got money? So he reached in his pocket. He pulled like a wad of money. He's like, oh, I give you gas. Just take me, baby. He said, my homeboy dropped me off over here. I think they was trying to be funny. They dropped me off in a really bad neighborhood trying to be funny. I was like, boy, they going to rob you. Come ride with me. <laughs> they you know. get that jewelry. For, and yeah, for, he, 
For all he knows, this pretty girl that just pulled up on him could have shot him when she, when he got in what the car. Else? But you know, it was a girl, honey. All the, I, be, I believe he he saw those fucking liquid eyebrows I had on those, those fucking liquid. You know, like that oh, cat yeah. lady. What's the cat lady's name with those wrought on eyebrows and shit? This was, is what it was. was it I, 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 and when I look back over it, I have pictures from that era. I was like, oh my god, how in the entire fuck that I get through life like this. <laughs> <laughs> you probably went to work and shit like that and you were like wow and you look, like wow well it's kind of like when i look back on pictures of me from the early 90s and i had a mullet and i'm like so i just went outside like that right that's what like, i was looking at like i mean my mullet really, my racism just all hanging out yeah <laughs> saying i'm like dog boys really put their dick in my ass you know i guess it was the ass you know because it was not you know it must be your ass because it ain't your face because i definitely was a tip drill okay so <laughs> You know, it, 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 so he got in the car and we started riding down the street. He just kept looking at me and I kept raking my hand under the, the long part of the bob wig so they could really cover those razor bumps. But I'm like, he's sitting on my on my right hand side. So I'm really, really broke out really bad on this side. He just over there rubbing my rubbing my leg and rubbing my <laughs> arm like, damn, baby, you so fine and pretty. Damn. I'm like, oh, he... He's really gassing me up, but I'm still going to charge him $40. <laughs> He's definitely not getting anything from this car for free. So I was like, damn, at what point do I tell him, you know, what I am? You know, like, you know, and I really, when I think back on it, like at that moment, I was thinking that. But when I think back over it, like back, back in time over it, I was like, that bitch knew exactly. That bitch saw me just like I saw him walking way down the street. He saw my orange ass dirt, orange Georgia dirt face. Yeah, in retrospect, he was doing math. Riding down the side, <laughs> on down the highway, honey, in, in black dark. He saw that orange ass makeup, honey, like fucking neon lights coming through. You yeah, know, it, it was math for him. He was like equating: is the penis worth them titties? Yeah, why? Right. It's it's three thirty. How well? How well can I work with my imagination? And I really need to ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet for Mr. Puerto Rican man. There was a p- couple things that he did in his head. He did the math of it's 3:30 a.m. If I go home by myself, I could probably get robbed in this neighborhood. I'm definitely not fucking, and I'm gonna end up probably losing my money and my jewelry. Or I could get in the car with this lady who probably is a man who's got on makeup, <laughs> but look at those titties but a and look at that wig. A blowjob. Exactly, right. and a warm, wet place to put it is a warm, wet place to put it. So he right, did the right. math, and he said, $40? Okay, I can do this. Let's do okay. it. Okay, it was shit. Any port so, in a storm. So, <laughs> so he got in, and I was like, at what point do I tell him? And then he kept, he rubbed, he was rubbing and rubbing, like rubbing, like, and going for, for the private area. Like, I was like, boy, you want to play with my pussy? And he was like, yeah, okay. You know, and I didn't think about it then. then. To be honest, now that I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, this bitch knew what the fuck was going on. But then I was like, no, he's like, yeah, okay. But I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, meant like, bitch, listen. <laughs> I know, and you know, we know. Yeah, that, we both know that know there's people are here. cock, cock full of cocks in this car. Okay. Was there ever so any I, fear when you had these situations of like somebody reacting in a in a violent or angry fashion? Um, well, when I was younger, I did play, I did play very dangerous games. I'm not going to lie. And I do think that, and and this is why I, at, at the older stage of my life, I try to encourage trans women to not do that. Like, please be upfront and honest with, with what, who and what you are. So you don't get in the situation. 
Right, because just put yourself in another person's shoes. Like, you wouldn't want them to do that to you. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that, you know, and I get a lot of flack from it because a lot of girls are like, well, honey, I'm real and I don't have to go through that. But I think it's imperative. Like, I don't think that you should walk around and tell people, because a lot of them are not as, well, majority of them is is, is not as famous as I am. So, but my fame opens the door for me not to even really have to speak about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm famous for being a trans woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm a famous trans person. Does that rule still apply, in your opinion, if if they're post-surgical? I had this... I I did a show about this. Okay. I have brothers. So I think in the mindset of my brothers, like if my brothers want children, they want a family and whatever, and they marry a girl and the girl says she can't have kids and blah, 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 whatever. And he's, he didn't got with her and all this time, he didn't know that she was a trans, uh, post-operative trans, trans woman. I would feel some type of way with my brother. I'd feel angry with him. Like, bitch, why didn't you say anything about that? Like, why didn't you? So I do think that when you start getting into love, affection, family, you know, stuff like that, it's imperative as a post-operative and the pre-operative trans woman that you you disclose the information because you can't think about the gratification. I'm going to say some fucked up shit, but whatever. At one point in my life, I felt like, okay, bitch, I don't gotta see this. I don't gotta see this motherfucker no more. I'ma suck his dick. He gonna, he might slide in between <laughs> my ass, fuck me in the ass real quick, honey, because them niggas don't know the difference between ass and pussy because they drunk from getting <laughs> fucking. I'ma bend over real quick, collect my money because I was a whore at the time, collect my change and keep going. But you know, you run the risk of getting an erection during that time too because baby I, listen I get excited well well, I gotta finish the Puerto Rican story then I'll tell you well hold on hold on before before you finish the Puerto Rican story I just I want to go back and visit one of the points you said for a second because you talked about how as a pre or a post-operative trans woman being up front I think it's important like no matter and I agree that in that situation definitely as a trans woman you want to make sure pre or post-operative that the person you're with knows what they're getting into because you definitely don't want to start a relationship and wait until like Hey, we're to the point now of our relationship, you know, two, three years in, we want to have kids. Now I want to tell you that I can't have kids. That's fucked up. But it's not only fucked up for pre and post operative trans. If you know you can't have kids when the relationship starts, don't wait until you get to that discussion and have that discussion. So I feel like it's yes. it, it, selfish. It's selfish. Yes, it is. yes I, I see what you're saying. But I think what you're missing another element of the the discussion that she brought up is it's not just about the having kids it's not just about physical gratification it's about being honest with somebody who you see as a partner no i agree right. that's that's kind of what i was getting at it's so whether not, you can have kids or not it's just one issue it could be right but like you, if you have diabetes and you don't tell a bitch you got diabetes that's fucked up oh yeah if you know yeah, that, if, shit if by, you got anything you by know, the way we can never have know. coca-cola in the house ever because i'll die <laughs> bitch we you can, didn't tell me that we can yeah, so have bitch, I'm sitting over here with diabetes, and bitch, you over here making me all these butter cakes, bitch. I'm gonna die tomorrow. bringing donuts every time you come over. God, yeah. damn. you trying to get the insurance money? You cut. <laughs> I am not gonna not have one foot because of you. Okay, I'm why just saying. Right. Call, why don't you call me for three days after I come over? Because I'm in a diabetic coma, bitch. <laughs> bitch, you know I've been eating cookies ever since you got here. So we can go back to your Puerto Rican story, but I just want to say that that's that's kind of it. It feels like it. it 
there's different rules that apply because when you start getting into blurring the lines between male and female and stuff like that and transitioning over to being one or the other, there's definitely a lot of extra stuff that goes along with it. But I think, I feel like a lot of it comes down to common sense in the first place. Like if you know there's something fucked up and I don't mean fucked up in the fact that being trans is a fucked up thing. I mean that there's something out of the ordinary with this relationship. You don't go into it and say, you don't tell, you don't not tell somebody I have diabetes. You don't not tell somebody I have cancer. You don't, you, you don't go into a relationship and be like, we're going to be just fine and not tell them um, shit like Dexter that. did leave out the whole serial killer thing from his girlfriend. Yeah. But Dexter's a made up character. We're talking about real people. Can he stick to the Dude, story? Dexter's here. real. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I love Dexter. Sergeant Dokes is real too. Even though he got blown up. That was fucked up. It was. Oh, up. I loved him. His fine ass. Damn. He died. <laughs> I liked, I liked him, but not because he was fine. I mainly liked him because he said surprise, motherfucker. And he used, I used that so <laughs> that was, often. That was a pretty good clip. Like every time something crazy happens at work, I'm all like, surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so let's, so let's, let's go back to your Puerto Rican story. So, like I told you guys in the beginning, Miss Madison doesn't have a filter and she just talks about whatever comes to mind. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, she's going to jump right back into her story about her Puerto Rican gentleman who turned her out. So, check it out. We'll be right back. We'll return after these messages. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the pissy ex-video store clerk, Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebook's and the twitters told them not to go in the water the price is wrong bitch have you ever wished you could get extra now that i'm older well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. Have you ever seen Robotech? See, uh, they never aired it around us, because we, we oh. live in the land of the South where math is considered anti-religious. It was more palatable to me than, than Muppet Babies, which I was disgusted by the very idea and never even watched it. I, I hate everything about the Muppet Babies except for the uh, Happy Real Toys. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend. 
for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good-looking? Okay, so the guy, got he got in the car. He's rubbing between the legs. He's like, yeah, okay. And, you know, I, I just took that as, yeah, okay, you know. And then we were riding, and we just kept riding. I was like, God, I want to tell him so bad. And, you know, like, then we got to the gas. He said, go, go to the gas station, baby, because it looks like you're going to run out. Let me put this gas in your car. And I said, okay, baby. And I was like, fuck, the gas station is so illuminated. In my neighborhood, like somebody's definitely going to call me by my government name. Hey, Tim, where you going with that boy? You know, <laughs> so we get to the gas station and sure enough, it was, it was bright like I knew it was going to be. And at 3 30, 3 30, 4 o'clock in the morning, somebody else was coming home from the club. Some fucking dudes that I knew. And they were getting ready to be like, hey, t-. I was like, don't you, you, don't you better not, don't you fuck it up. Don't you, you know, <laughs> I just saw they were over in the car laughing. They were laughing at the, at, at, at the boy, like laughing because he got out, he pumped the gas. Like, I mean, he really was treating me like the lady that I grew into be, to be, you know? Right. Um, you know, and it was just, he got in the car and he, I was like, baby, let's go back. Let's go back to the house. He said, no, he said, where are you going after you drop me up? I said, I'm going home and get in my bed. He was like, well, shit, come, let me go home and get in the bed with you. And I was like, well, okay. And I started, you know, back to the house or whatever. And I was, I just was huffing and puffing on the inside. Like, I got to say it. I got to say it. I got to say it. And then he just reached there and put his hand back in the middle of my leg, in the middle of my leg. And he was like, baby, you okay? You good? You know, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> then there was my okay moment. Oh, okay. He like, okay. You know, this is fine. So everything's know? fine at this point now. Everything's all full steam ahead. Once, Every, once everything you know, is, he knows. Baby, everything is full full speed ahead. So we get in the house. I, I was living with my uh, my friend, girl, who I call Aunt Juanita. Like, you know, I creeped in. And I uh, went to the back. It was black, dark in the house. And, you know, the, the wonderful times of my life when it was black, dark. I loved it. And we creeped back in the room or whatever. And we turned on the bathroom light. And the bathroom light, you know, was all, the only light that was needed in the room. So we started kissing. And, oh, my God. I mean, really kissing. And it was very passionate. And he pulled that top down and saw those, those fucking beginner titties. I call them beginner titties. He saw those beginner titties and went to work sucking them beginner titties. And, <laughs> you know, and then he pulled his pants down and, you know, I'm sucking his, I get down and start sucking his, sucking his dick, sucking, sucking. I'm just like really giving, like really, because I'm, I'm feeling passion with this boy or whatever, you know. And he's like, he don't want to come. He said, no, that's not, I don't want to come. That's not the way I want to come. I don't want to come like that. And I was like, well, come on, baby, fuck me. He was like, no, you lay back. And I lay back on the bed because I thought he was going to climb on top of me and put me in missionary, which is, excuse me, uh, my favorite position, by the way. <laughs> okay. Lays me back on the bed. And then he, he sucks my titties and open my legs while I'm just laying back in a complete, you know, like, oh, yes. Yeah, you know. So he gets down to the spot. And, you know, I'm like, well, what's getting ready to happen? What's he going to do? <laughs> So he starts, he puts my dick in his mouth and he really starts sucking it. And I just, he was 
sucking me so good. I was like, wait, wait, wait. You know, like I've got that same emotion that he did, like that I didn't want to come. And you know, I felt nasty at this point too. Because now because, it's gay. Because yeah, now it right. has become gay. So it feels good, but at the same time, you're conflicted because this is going against. Hello, what South. You... <laughs> yeah, it's not like, damn, I just why is he doing this? Because most because the men before him, this is not what they wanted, you know. But this boy wanted this, like he wanted this. Then he did the ultimate, like he spit in his hand and put it in the crack of his, like wiped in the crack of his ass and got on the bed, like stood up on the bed and just told me to sit still and my cock was standing up like a fucking Statue of Liberty. So he's giving you like a lesson. And he went down on, he slammed his ass down on it like, Wow. I was like, oh my God. And that boy's ass was so like I don't I don't I've never had sex with a woman before, but I've heard that the inside of a woman's vagina is like a vacuum and a warm vacuum with suction and yeah. Lick, that's exactly what was going on with this one. And it was and he was he just went to riding and riding and riding me, riding me and jerking his dick at the same time. And he was like, ah, ah. You know, he was really in an ecstasy moment. And then he was like, you know, he told me, don't come in me. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't want to get that AIDS. I was like, ay, 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 Because it was kind of like too late. But oops. It, oops. But, you know, I had more juice because that had never happened to me. But I was laying there like, ay, 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 you know. So so he told you not to, and then you uh, accidentally. But I had already. Away. It was too much. It was so overwhelming. Like this is this is these are things that was going on with me that had never happened to me before. Right. Yeah. You, there's you, no, there's only so much you could control at that point anyway at that experience level. Yeah. And then you know he came like he was jerking and he came and he came all over me like you know and it's just like you know he 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 pulled he said you didn't come at me did you. I was like, no, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I promise I didn't. So, I promise I didn't. I, I had a dude moment. No, I didn't. I was about to say, so in that say, moment, you were just like I me mean, Kitty. There are, yeah. times, <laughs> there are times where I couldn't control it, and there were times going in where like, yeah, I'm just not going to honor that request. <laughs> yeah. no. I, I have um, one girlfriend in particular who she was a freak about everything except during a blowjob. She hated the taste of cup. Oh, she's crazy. And every time I'd be like, oh, I just couldn't help it, man. Yeah, she's oh, crazy. I didn't, I didn't know it was I'm happening. Only, that's the only time in my life I've ever there trying to be like, don't make the cum face, don't make the cum face. If she sees yeah. it, she'll stop and she'll yeah. do a hand job. Ah, and she know, cannot do a hand job as well as I can. If you listen, <laughs> I, I came in the game sucking dick. So I so I getting fucked out. That was later on down the line. But I came in sucking dick, honey. I was a dick sucking champion. You your bitch couldn't outbeat me because I would always make sure I wanted to suck the dick so I wouldn't have to get fucked because you were taught getting fucked in your ass gives you the AIDS. <laughs> so so sure. you so know as long as, Well, it's it sounds like you had the same feeling that every um, it's sexual teenage, capitalism. She had motivation, therefore she succeeded. Teenage boys and girls also have the whole. Well, if you don't actually have sex, then you can't get pregnant. So there's no, there's no like risk there. Well, you so. know, there's a, that's like the opposite of Mormons. I don't know if you know this, Madison, but Mormons think that they have a loophole. A lot of young Mormons, teenagers, they can't have sex, or they won't be able to go to like their magical planet when they die. <laughs> okay. So, but they think anal is a loophole. 
I have Don't heard stay that. virgins by, by ass fucking for a couple of years. I have heard that because there was a guy when I was still in bands, there was a guy who was a drummer for another band that I hung out with. And he was like, well, I haven't had sex with uh, with anybody, but I've had anal sex with about five or six girls. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> sir. That's, the, that's the, supposed to be the bonus pocket. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that is like step one is the sex step like three is anal like you don't usually jump to anal as a straight dude. right you I don't mean, start out with anal some God girls damn it. go straight to facial before the anal it just depends exactly Jesus. like you go right in the ass like that fuck and when i asked him about it he goes well you can't get an ass pregnant and i was like well i mean that's solid logic but it just seems like <laughs> I mean, you can wear a condom and you're fine on the other hand too it's not that complicated right and that's where the south failed so many people and it sounds like it failed you as well. Instead of saying, yeah, you can get AIDS from anal sex, but all you got to do is wear rubber. Exactly. <laughs> and you right. have like a 99.9% chance of being protected. But we were yeah, taught. But I'm telling you, but those Mormon girls, those shit, they, they don't, you don't want to date those Mormon girls, honey. Those assholes are ready. <laughs> so are their ovaries. They're ready to start popping out oh, yeah. 18 fucking oh, yeah. kids. The, the Mormon chicks typically are ready to have a kid. And like, I, I still believe to this day that's a socio- uh, effect, a socio-apathic effect from when the Mormons first got to Utah and everybody was dying out. It's the same time they started having more than one wife. Originally, Mormons didn't do the multiple wife thing. Oh, okay. The until they thing. moved across. They, when they started like in Illinois or some shit, somewhere in the Midwest, and uh, they got ran out of town because they were different because it's the Midwest. Right. <laughs> Which Lord. They're, they're just a lot less quiet about what we do in the South and the Midwest, and they just do it at night. So, ah, south, we're all they're about just it. as bad as the South. They're oh, absolutely, as, absolutely. Uh, they just don't admit it, and they don't. They don't say bless your heart while they're telling you that you're fucked up. Exactly. So they, you know, we bury our cousins and shit down here, honey. We do. We got. You got to ask people. Is that your cousin? <laughs> <laughs> there are some weddings I've been to where I'm like, are they related to me? Yeah. They all look a lot alike. So the Mormons go across this desert and shit, and they get to where there's no water, there's no fucking food. The only lake they have is a saltwater fucking lake. That's how shitty Utah is if you're trying to make a settlement. I mean, <laughs> honestly, they got fucked almost as bad as Indians. <laughs> so they're out there, Jesus. and people are dying off left and right. Well, you need the magic sperm to make more people. So if you got one guy and ten women, you start marrying each other, and... There's also a incentive at that point. You have wives that are, whether they'll admit to it or not, competing for the husband's attention. There's no way you're married to six broads and they're not competing. I've, I've been around a while. Women are more competitive than men. And, oh, yeah. Uh, they that's are why, going to that's be That's why women, that is why, I hate to say this, and this is going to, this is, but it's the truth. Women, women love trans women. But they got a problem with each other. So you don't think that they're going to have a fucking problem with a trans woman, too? Right. They're going to have a problem with everybody eventually is what I've learned. I feel like women already, like, if there's enough competition from other women, when you get dudes who cross the lines and want to be women, too, it's like, man, fuck you, okay? Right, right. That's the way they feel. That's exactly the way they feel. There's enough competition over here with the natural tits and pussy. To start inviting extra tits and pussy into this, right? That's a right. Whole separate issue. So yeah, I definitely see that because it's one of those things where women are a lot more conniving about the uh, the competition level. Like they'll do a lot more stuff and cutthroat. Like, women are fucking cutthroat. Dudes will openly think, tell you. I'm, I think that is also a socio-pathic effect of women not having the physical imp- imp- imposing bodies that men do. Like if you fuck with me enough, I'm gonna beat your fucking ass if you're another right. Man. But if and there's that's a, and that's a goddamn consequence. And I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but two women can go at it for five minutes 
and they can have some like red spots on their face. If me and Shane were to hit each other for five minutes, it would look like the end of a UFC match where you're like, why is that guy's head that lumpy? That's fucking, exactly. that's so fucking <laughs> weird. We that's though. so gross. Like, and that's, that's what happens. That's why I think men, there's a limit that you can go to. And at that point, if you cross the limit, it's all right. Now this is going to go to hands and the talking stops. Right. Yeah. Even, even if the arranged meeting of said hands is at a different location, yeah, a different and, and listen, time, and this is why it's cut I, off. I, this is why I can't argue with broads too long. I tell them, listen, broad, I'm not going to argue with you. And listen, I love women. I love women. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been fat. I'm fascinated by women's because by women because I love a woman's genetic makeup. I love her structure. You know, I'm not envious well, I, of her. I love women you know? too, but they can still be assholes sometimes. That's oh, all the time. I, I'm, I'm as all close to a feminist as you could be without the title. I believe they deserve equal rights, but I don't believe that there are no differences. To say there are no differences and not to address those differences is just ignorant. Doesn't mean they're not equal. We got our own problems. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Chick, chicks and dudes, no matter what your sexuality is, we all got our own issues and shit like that. But I think what going back but to there are definitely some that, differences based on uh, hormones and shit that's just uh, universal. It is what it is. And we can pretend it's not like I work in a female dominated industry. I work at dentistry. And other than the dentist, almost everybody is a woman. And I can see clearly that the, the argument that there is a wage gap for a reason is actually legitimate. There are there should, people shouldn't be getting paid different, but women take more time off. If you're you getting think paid, so? I know so, and they will. I will not leave work if I had a kid because my kid had a bad day at school. A woman. I'm not saying they deserve less per hour. That's not what I'm saying at all. Everybody should get the same amount per hour. It's possible. I'm glad you clarified because I knew but, we were going to get some shit on Twitter. Yeah, about no, this. I'm not saying women deserve to be paid less than men. What I'm saying is they choose to work less in a lot of circumstances. I can see. I think that, men but, are. Driven. But don't you think that it's the men's fault? You you guys blast off in the woman and give a woman kids and stuff, honey. She got to go home. No, I think I think a lot of the shit that women do for kids is ridiculous because they're it's not for the kid. It's because they're upset about it. That's because I see this behind the scenes. The child does not need you to run and shelter it every time it's having a bad day. You're running a shelter room because you're at work and you feel guilty because society has told you you should be the one taking care of them, not daycare. And I'm not saying it's their fault either. I'm just saying these are ramifications of the way society ran. Men would feel the exact opposite. If I left work for something trivial, I'd be feeling guilty to myself for like a week. I do every time I do that, but I have gotten calls like, Here's like there's a difference between my son when he was still in school feeling um, tired or sick or something like that at school and just being first like, just throwing up and like if right. he's like broke his leg yes I'm gonna leave work well there was the but time there was the time that my Timmy son, was mean to him and he's having emotional problems right well, tell him to <laughs> suck it the fuck up I'm at work yeah suck <laughs> wants, it up Buttercup if he wants <laughs> gushers next week he's to fucking suck it up right but there was a time that my son uh, there was one kid who told who thought that my son had stolen some M and M's from him and the kid kind of joking around came up behind him and put his arm underneath my kid's neck and like choked him out at the table and my son passed out blacked out and everything like that and my wife calls me at like I want to say like 10:30 in the morning on a Friday morning and she's like hey this is what happened with Chris and I was ready to come to the school and rip that kid out of his class and whoop his Correct. ass because 
you don't fuck with my child. But there's a big difference between somebody yelled at my kid and so my kid Christopher got choked out. <laughs> yeah, and he got choked out and passed out. And of I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with the fact that they choose to take more time off. The fact that people would automatically get mad about that is a testament to how we were pre-programmed. Why is it that I have acknowledged that I have seen empirical evidence that women are more likely to take time off as a negative? Why is there something wrong with that? Why are we so gun ho on what is the right thing to be focused on? Well, I, I think we're getting into a much larger argument of, of the, the breakdown between the, the role of a wife or, or the role of a woman in a child's life, the role of a man in a child's life, and the fact that we've already, like you said, we've added a negative connotation to the fact that a woman well, people, takes more time People off. put guilt on themselves for different reasons, and it's obviously because of the socioeconomic structure that we were born into. And that structure may not be right anymore, but it's still leaving ramifications on how people feel about themselves and how they conduct themselves. Are there a lot of people in the transgender world, uh, Ms. Madison, that have uh, children? Yes, there are a lot of trans women that have children. And um, because we, we, I mean, we want families and we want the same things like that. We know that genetically that it, it takes what it takes to make it happen. And, and some of us uh, have had to go through the, the, the not being able to break away from our families, our families, not family morals and values, but our family, you know, I want grandkids. I won't, I won't kill, you know, you know, right. that like being, cause that was embedded in me. Like my mom's like, I want grandchildren and all this stuff. And I'm sitting over there like, girl, I don't know where you're going to get them from. honey. <laughs> so, oh, my mom oh. still does that shit. And I'm like, well, I got a cat. So yeah, I, shit, I don't want to, I'm not doing that, you know, because I've, I've never found women sexually attractive, I, but I've found women attractive. I've just never been sexually attracted to women. I feel and, sexually attracted to women and, and I still don't want no goddamn babies. Oh well, I mean, I don't I mean, want no goddamn baby because I'm grown and I and I, yeah. I I like to still go out and party. I like to do what I want when I want to do what I want to do it. And you that know? shit ends the moment you have a child. Oh yes, oh yes, baby. Listen, you got to report to work. You got to report to school. You got to report to fucking to mommy, daddy, dude. Because I'm either I, all I, in or not. So I'm either going right. to be a good. And I'm, I don't want to be all in, honey. Right. I don't want to be. I'm not. I'm the not part. You guys, but you, you know, guys for me. After after I had that experience with the, with the Puerto Rican guy, uh, uh, you know, and he got up and he pulled his clothes up, and we I hope never he wiped spoke you again. Off. That's the polite thing to do in that situation. Yeah, we we never we never spoke again. Well, I mean, I dropped him off, and he was like, "Bye," and I never seen him again in my life. But I went back home, and I I was having a moment with myself, like, "Okay, am I like?" This man just dude me out. Did he just make me a dude? And <laughs> did, he, did he make a man? Did, like, not that I bitch him out, but did I? Did, did he just dude me out? Did he just make me a dude? You know, or whatever. And like all this time, I was saying to myself, like, I have been, uh, I have been denying myself so much pleasure <laughs> and <laughs> so much sexual love and and stuff like this trying to fit into the normal of right. for the same a reasons fucks that, a woman, yeah, the same you reasons know? those people tried to leave work for their kids because what you thought was expected of the role you wanted to play right yes this is the role i had the role was i lay on the bed he gets on top of me you know and eventually i'm going to cut it off because that's what you're supposed to do and i think a lot of us trans women have fallen into that like Saying like, well, I gotta go ahead and get this because the role of a of a woman is is 
this, this, and the other, you know, and it's nothing wrong with having SRS surgery, you know, because I know there are going to be some trans people that are going to listen to this. There's nothing wrong with having SRS surgery if that's what you feel that needs to complete you. But, I'm, sweetie, I'm, I don't need that to complete me because in my mind, in my mind, I'm complete with who I am. I know that I'm not a woman. I, I, just I know that I'm not a when we're genetic talking about woman. the surgery, I'm covering my parts with my hands. Because <laughs> <laughs> my penis is precious to me. So oh, <laughs> subconsciously, I went to a protective stance over here. I'm all like, Dang. I just did the same thing too just now. Well, but my thing is, I, you know, you go through so many transition, mental transitions. Everybody, hetero, hetero people and homo people and trans people go through mental transitions in their life. We all go through mental states in life. So we're always mentally evolving. At that point, after I had that experience, because I was contemplating, you know, that I wanted to have an SRS operation. And after that shit happened, I was like, girl, Whoa. You think I'm gonna miss out on this goodness a lot because that man was nowhere in my perception, in my visual perception, or in my physical perception, uh, homosexual. He was not gay to me. Whoa. Now he 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 started doing those things, and, and like in the moment, I was like, "Oh my God, why is he doing this?" You know, a, a man is not supposed to do this to me. You know, but after that shit went down, I was like, "Girl, yes, this is the answer right here, honey." Well, <laughs> and he turned me out from that. Like from from that point on, I was like, "Shit, any motherfucker reach for it, they gonna penis get it." Penis activated. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> penis activation. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds like you you got the best of both worlds because that's the you... same thing that happened with the baby wall. That first time I figured out there was an end game to this shit, I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, I need to buy a bunch of this baby wall." Yeah, that's your hand. Yeah, but so, it's just like after that, it's just like when I, because. I think back over, like, there were men that were reaching for it back then, but I wouldn't let them do it. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I was like, I don't do that. That's gay. Like, ugh, you know? <laughs> it's, and it's just like I was denying myself. But then, even more, even more searching into the story, I was like, this shit wasn't even about me. This was about him. That motherfucking man didn't know me after he bust his nut. He didn't know me. He what? didn't give a fuck about none of that stuff. He got out in the car. He gave it's me like forty more dollars. He was like, "Shit, she ain't getting pregnant." It's, yeah, it's, I was about to and say, I ain't either. And he said, "This, I ain't either." Shit. I, I, I feel like that was, um, and I don't know anything from there forward except for what I've heard from the podcast stories you told. But it feels like that was the first time you might have been treated like an actual woman, where he possibly he kind of did Despite what he needed to do. Dick. Exactly, he did what he needed to do. Busted his nut. He was like, "All right, I'm out." But when you said everybody yeah, goes through transitions, he, you are but definitely. But he made correct. me bust my nut, though. It was it was just it was just so many things that I took from that. Even when I think about it now, like damn, I was denying myself. I was really denying myself pleasures. And this dude is he's going to be straight. He's going to be straight to himself and to whoever he portrays himself to for the rest of his life. He don't give a fuck about none of that gay shit. That was just something he did there in the moment. He's out. Yeah, he's he probably taking gone, a dick in the ass, and he probably doesn't. This isn't something that he probably has talked about since then. This is probably something yeah. that he did in the middle of the night. He could be on a podcast right now. He could be across <laughs> the country right now talking, talking to about some like, other. She has some clay makeup on and shit. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. We pulled, we yeah, pulled into the gas station, some, and people were calling him Tim. And, <laughs> he, he probably said some girl picked me up, and then we started kissing and licking and shit. That bitch had a dick, and I just said. 
Let me try everything. And I wrote the motherfucker and <laughs> I got out of this sexu- shit. I, I sexual attraction and like sexual identity definitely progresses and changes for everybody though. Cause I remember when I was young, I dated mostly older women cause I had a thing for power and I was attracted to powerful older women, uh, people's moms. So, yeah. <laughs> so like four in a row and I always was dating older and then something flipped as I got older. Now I'm dating women half my age. So I don't know if I just have some kind of subconscious fetish for dating inappropriately or if maybe I was dating older when I was younger. So now I'm trying to experience dating younger, but uh, it's weird. It's weird how that flipped and it happened over time. Well, it's like you were saying a second ago, uh, everybody goes through a lot of transitions from the time that you're very young to the time that you get older. You have to, no matter what your preference is sexually, there's a lot of stuff that you go through that you have to learn about what you like, what you want, what you're into before you actually know what you like. Like the person I was when I was 17 is not the dude that I am sitting here at 40. Right. Possibly right. I just went from being the student to the master. I'm not sure. <laughs> you, went because, from, you went from being David Carradine dude, to it was, uh, You never had to put in any educational work when you were dating older broads. They knew what the fuck to do. They knew how to do all of it. But you never. You would be amazed at how many younger chicks don't know how to ride a dick. They, they're oh, honey, they're bouncing on that shit like it's a pogo stick, and I'm like, "What are you fucking doing? You're squishing yeah. my nuts. Slow down. Rub your clit on my fucking pelvis. That's your job. Ow, That's ow, your job. Ow. You know, all you're, that. Not, you're not trying to bounce on a trampoline. Rub your clit on the fucking pelvis, back and forth, not up and down. God damn it! You're gonna waste the five minutes I have of boners at this age. What are you doing? Yeah, man. Like you, you got to suck shit, a dick again. That's gonna be your fault because you but, lost the boner, right? <laughs> but that shit turned me out, man. And it's just like even now, like I, I've told that story. I mean, I go a little bit more in depth in it when I'm like really telling that with sounds and all that stuff. <laughs> but I told that story, but that shit was so. It was like, man, that shit was crazy to me because I'm like, fuck, I, 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 I was not the same after that anymore. I've never been the same after that. And it, it feels like I, that was the first time you allowed yourself to be who you were. And it took somebody else bringing it out of you for you to go, hey, wait, this is something else I am. I didn't know I yeah, was this, but I'm, I'm like, this Wait a too. minute. Hold on. I've been denying myself this this long because I was trying, I was trying to fit in with, quote, unquote, the norm. Bitch, you a chick with a dick. You were, uh, how, how, what do you mean? <laughs> you were scared of Ronald Reagan. That's all it was. Yep. You were scared of Ronald Reagan and his aides. And the AIDS, yeah. Yep, he had told you. Well, Miss Madison, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on Now That I'm Older. Tell everybody out there in the world that's listening to the show where they can find you online. Guys, you make sure that you're following me on Instagram at the real T.S. Madison. Instagram, the real T.S. Madison. On Twitter, T.S. Madison ATL1. On Facebook, T.S. Madison Hinton. And Listen, or just Google me, honey. They will tell you where to find me. Child, I'm famous, girl. You just put me in Google. They'll send you right to all my official profiles, baby. Thank so you so much. So if you search much. your name, it works. That's amazing. Shut yeah. up, Kenny. That's Unlike it. our yes, website. Madison. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And you are welcome to come back anytime Oh, you listen, want to. thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having talk. me. No problem And I'll talk with you guys soon. Thank you very Have much. Have a nice night. All right. Madison. You too, guys. All right, bye. Bye. 
we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'm sorry. I'm, I've worked by a lot of hours for the week. Basically, I union membership. I have to tell you, fuck yourself. Kenny, we still have more to record. You nope. can't just stop the show like this. You should have been more efficient with your recording choices, sir. You seek a great fortune. You three who are nigh in change, you will find a fortune. No, it would not be the fortune you seek. But first, first you must travel a long and difficult road, a road fraught with peril. Mm-hmm. You shall see things wonderful to tell. You shall see a a cow on the roof of a cotton house. <laughs> and oh, so many startlements. I cannot tell you how long this road shall be, but fear not the obstacles in your path. For fate has vouchsafed your reward. Though the road may wind, yea, your hearts grow weary. Still shall ye follow the way, even unto your salvation.